from the inkwells of Noir. To the digital screens of today. The kids present the comic book character of the month. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we continue our month-long celebration of Miles Morales, Spider-Man, here on Kirby's Kids. This episode, we are going to concentrate on the big event that would define Miles Morales, would bring him to the forefront, and that would be none other than the death of one Peter Parker. And that particular event, that in memoriam, if you will, was celebrated in Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1, issue number 200. And this would come right before Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. This is a key issue to really lay the groundwork for Miles Morales, his story and character moving forward and Everything that he would have to contend with as it related to the legacy of one Peter Parker. Now, this comic book has a release date of April 2014 with a cover date of June 2014. Our writer is Brian Michael Bendis. We have a whole series of artists here, all with their responsibilities for particular characters as Peter touched the lives of many within the Marvel Universe. So David Marquez, Mark Badgley, Mark Brooks, Stuart Eminen, David LaFuente, Sarah Pincelli. Our anchors are also David Marquez, Andrew Hennessy, Mark Brooks, Stuart Eminen, David LaFuente, and Sarah Pincelli. Our colorist is Justin Ponzer. Our letterer is Corey Pettit, and our editor is Mark Panacea. When we delve into our story, we have two years which have passed since Peter Parker passed away. He sacrificed himself for the world. In order to commemorate his life and celebrate his legacy, which was cut way too short, Aunt May decides to plan a small get-together for all of the people that were closest to Peter in the house that they once all lived in. And she sends invitations out. Miles Morales and Yankee 10 get to the house on a bus, a take a bus, when Miles notices that a small president that Genki has with him, he asks what it is and finally gets... Genki to say that it is a Lego set that he intends to give Gwen Stacy. Miles immediately protests this, thinking this is not a good idea, claiming, you know, he's too old for Legos and too young for, for Gwen, but Genki's confident that nothing will go wrong. So Mary Jane arrives at the house and simply stands out front of it. Her new boyfriend, Liam, asks what is wrong, and she says that she has just realized that this is an important event and that he probably shouldn't have come. And he agrees with her. He kisses her on the cheek and leaves. 
As Mary Jane goes inside, it becomes clear by the expression on her face that she does not like Liam and still really is mourning Peter, really misses Peter, really being the love of her life up to this point. Meanwhile, we have Firestar, and she's going over to the get-together with Iceman and sees, they see her, and, and they all talk. This is Iceman and Firestar. Firestar says that she someone doesn't want to go. She thinks of Peter's demise is really, really making her sad. She's really in deep mourning. However, Iceman and Firestar, they go together. And then the Human Torch sees them and goes along with them. And Iceman uh, starts to melt a little bit because you've got both Firestar and also the Human Torch uh, together. And uh, he tends to be okay. So there's a little bit of levity here as they're heading over to Aunt May's. Now, Miles and Geki come into the house and Miles hugs Aunt May and talks with her a bit and says that he feels weird being here considering that he never knew Peter personally. Now, looking at Genki the whole time while basically trying to convey this to Aunt May, Genki goes over to Gwen, Stacy, and gives her the present, saying that he saw they both liked something while he was messing around on Facebook. What exactly? It's not really revealed, and subsequently made the Lego for her. To everyone's shock, uh, Gwen actually kisses Genki on the lips and takes it up to display it in her room while being congratulated by Bobby. Now the doorbell rings. Aunt May opens it to find Pepper Potts outside. Apparently Tony Stark is not able to make it to the get-together, but he did arrange for some refreshment to lessen the blow. And there's a full-blown catering service there, bringing all sorts of culinary delights. And there's a top chef who is preparing all of this. And Aunt May is really beginning to feel overwhelmed. Now, everyone really just ends up staring at the food once it's placed out. And then the doorbell rings again. And now it's Kitty Pride, and she comes in. Uh, she hugs Miles, and everyone talks about how she just received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Gwen is relieved as her defeating Galactus might mean that mutants finally get the credit that they deserve. Although Liz and Johnny are less sure. Kong then arrives, and Kitty immediately goes to talk to him. And others comment on how they haven't seen him in so long. J. Jonah Jameson then arrives but immediately regrets coming and decides to head back to the city. It's really interesting to see these personal dynamics here and how everyone is taking the loss of Peter Parker differently and how they're reacting to this diverse group of Marvel heroes all showing up at the same time to celebrate Peter. After finally finishing the meal, they finally got up the... the the, the gumption, I guess, here, or the, the motivation, I should say, to eat. There's really an awkward silence, and Mary Jane then decides to break the silence. And she brings up what Peter would be like if he was still alive. 
she decides to bring up a very, very clear, crisp dream that she had involving this. And she's talking about her run-in with Nick Fury. She mentions how she imagines him being the greatest superhero in existence, leading the Ultimates 10 to 15 years from now. Aunt May says that for a while, she hoped that he would eventually go back to science like his parents, but decided it was really unlikely. Instead, she hoped he would merge the two loves, creating new ways to fight crime for both the police and other superheroes. Gwen Stacy mentions that Peter was haunted by the fact that men like Kingpin could escape justice because they were rich and connected. And she reminisces that Peter used to say that he wished he was a full-fledged reporter so that he could use his life as Spider-Man to break stories. Other reporters couldn't, putting men like Kingpin then behind bars. We then turn to Miles, who imagines himself as Peter's sidekick and goes on to say that he did not know Peter all that well, but thinks about the fact that he got his powers before Peter died and wonders what would have happened if he tried to basically take up the mantle before Peter's death, speculating that he might have become Peter's sidekick or intern and wondering what he would have called himself since there couldn't be two Spider-Men. He concludes by saying that if Peter was anything like the Peter he met, he would have loved to train under him. Then Kitty Pride contributes, and she says she imagines her life together with Peter, the two of them using their powers to fight crime together and eventually getting married and starting a life together. She chooses to keep this fantasy, however, to herself, telling the others that she doesn't think about what Peter might have become had he lived. But we as readers get that look, that view into Kitty's thoughts. Now, Bobby says that the superheroes Peter befriended in his life would go on to become the new Ultimates and that they will become really, really, really big superheroes, almost like celebrities. Gwen Stacy she finally decides that they should do a good deed in Peter's honor. And Johnny says he wants a black rub, but everyone declines. Miles sees the food and decides to give all the leftover food to homeless shelter, which they do. Everyone says their goodbyes to each other later and leaves. But while this is all going on, someone that looks a lot like Peter is hiding in the bushes watching them. And that is what we are left with as the world mourns on the anniversary of Peter Parker's death. This is a very powerful comic. This issue really tackles head on the mourning process that not only do all of these superheroes go through in the book due to the loss of Peter Parker, but frankly, all of the readers and what they must have been feeling at the time in which Peter had died. I think Brian Michael Bendis was very, very astute to have this issue be released just prior to launching 
the Miles Morales series because this would be yet another way for him to show his reverence, his respect for the character that he had been writing, understanding the emotional and cultural impact of what the death of Peter Parker would mean to so many readers who grew up reading Spider-Man and still were reading Spider-Man, or maybe were just getting into Spider-Man when Peter would die. And then to pave the way for Miles Morales to really have a shot at carrying the mantle, as he would say, as that new Spider-Man. So I think this is a pivotal issue as we are delving into the launch here of Miles Morales' first series, which we will be reviewing next week in celebration of Miles Morales in great anticipation of his return back to the big screen across the Spider-Verse. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh yeah, you were supposed to be her five. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't, don't do that. Miles' grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles. Are you trying to Mira, that's why I'm sitting. I gotta go. All right, everybody. Bye. He's lying to you. And I think you know it. What's up, danger? Miles! Wanna get out of here? Oh! When? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy gotta do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. Miles. Mayday. You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! Spider-Man always... Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. This isn't what we talked about! You knew? I no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing.